ladies and gentlemen, it's a real honor to welcome you all to this panel today. My name is Ioannis uh, Kiotopoulos. I'm a senior vice president at DNV, and I'm the regional manager of uh, Southeast Europe, Middle East, and Africa. And I will be the host and moderator of this panel. Our guests need no introduction. I'm pretty sure about that. But let me do so anyway. I'm sitting here with uh, Ioannis Plakiotakis, Minister of Maritime Affairs and Insular Policy, and Kita Klim, IMO Secretary General. So far today, we have already heard a lot about complexity, challenges, and the transformation which lies ahead of us in the maritime industry. That is why I am very eager in listening the insights of our two panelists of how our industry will tackle all the challenges and continue to thrive. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure to be with you today. I'm really looking forward to our discussion. And I will start with a more general question, and then I'll try to go a little bit more to the heart of what we're doing. So, Mr. Secretary General, maybe I can start with you. The motto of this conference is stay calm and sail on. Given the challenges of the last few years, and let me take, for example, uh, climate change, which is affecting the whole of humanity, what needs to be done in order to keep the industry sailing in calm waters, becoming sustainable? Mr. Kim, yes. First question, yes. Thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, moderator Yonis. Uh, I'm very uh, delighted to be here the, before the uh, many distinct participants. And uh, I see a very familiar figure, particularly on the front line. I'm very happy to be here and also together with uh, uh, Mr. Yonis. Uh, regarding uh, <clears throat> the, the question, as uh, you and uh, ourselves have been suffering uh, for the uh, COVID-19 for the almost uh, three years, at least two and a half years, uh, everybody knows you know, how we suffered about the uh, shipping practices in line with the uh, crew change, vaccination, all issues gave a huge burden to uh, not only member states, particularly to the industry in reality. In that sense, I'd like to express my deepest thanks to industry for the cross-cooperation with the government and IMO to help the seafarers in terms of crew change, etc. And also, industry representative, ITF, I said they work very hard and smartly together with the IMO Secretariat. On top of that, uh, already <clears throat> we are going to see one year, 24th February, after the uh, military uh, you know, situation uh, started uh, February last year. It also gave huge impact, negative impact the global supply chain and the shipping industry. 
But in the course of that, uh, as we experienced during COVID, uh, there has been a high level of collaboration among uh, uh, shipping industry and uh, member states, and also uh, particularly among uh, the total countries. One of the uh, examples under the, that situation, I would uh, like to uh, mention about the uh, uh, Black Sea uh, Grain Initiative, which led by the United Nations, and it has been uh, working very successfully to date, uh, JCC, based in Istanbul. In the course of the development of JCC, operation of JCC, IMO, as a one member of the United Nations system, we have been providing detailed technical operational uh, advice and uh, support uh, by sending uh, two experts from IMO, legal direct and uh, the special uh, advisor to me for the maritime secret. So now, at least the grain initiative is uh, working and moving properly. Uh, with that, as the moderator mentioned, it is a very philosophical theme, stay calm and stay long very philosophical, but we have to interpret very widely. But we have to sail further in proper speed, in proper direction. We, I believe we have to uh, have, we have to enhance our dialogue toward more collaboration between public and the private sector as well. That can be done through the IMO meeting but also they can be done through the informal dialogue. In that sense, this kind of uh, event is uh, very, very important. Since uh, we, are, uh, we will be faced with uh, July, time of July, when we are expected, we have to adopt our initial strategy, revision of initial strategy in July, in terms of uh, decarbonization policy. Uh, with that in mind, I believe uh, this uh, event uh, organized by the Capital Link is extremely important. Thank you, the uh, uh, chairman of the uh, Capital Link. And also, uh, we have to uh, uh, work together, other UN system as well, in order to help human element, particularly help the seafarers in the more sustainable shipping. Uh, through the uh, proper education training for seafarers. And uh, also, uh, at the moment, uh, we have uh, one uh, particular agenda which are uh, relating to the uh, Black Sea situation. Over, still over 60 ships are stranded in Black Sea, Ukraine port. So we have been working a uh, different way to evacuate uh, those ships as soon as possible. But, uh, uh, not much progress, but uh, we are doing, we are putting special effort in order to facilitate evacuate those ships as soon as possible. So I hope a positive outcome would come. So this is a general uh, comment to that question, but I really uh, respect the very philosophical title, stay calm, but stay long. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Secretary. Uh, Mr. Plakutakis, may I have your views as well? First of all, I would like to thank Bornozis family for their kind invitation to address such a distinguished uh, audience representing personalities from abroad, from the Greek shipping community. And really, 
what I would like to state is that uh, also I would like to welcome my friend Kitak to Greece. Uh, over the past four years, we have very productive cooperation. For example, in the case of uh, the Russian invasion in Ukraine, we did cooperate in order to form uh, safe sea routes. Um, that was um, uh, under unprecedented period of time, but we managed it and uh, we managed to ensure the safety both of the seafarers and the ships. Indeed, uh, we live in challenging times and uh, in fact uh, the pandemic and more recently the Russian invasion in Ukraine, they have rescheduled our priorities. After all, shipping is a volatile industry and has always been affected by a wider range of geopolitical environment, but particularly this period, the uncertainties we face are more intense. So we all need to pursue in parallel solutions for a number of acute problems. So the first thing what, that we need to preserve is the recovery and the sustainable development of uh, shipping and of course of all economic activities. What are, going, what are the main challenges? The main challenges are, of course, decarbonization. Uh, shipping is going through, um, uh, I would say, the most radical transformation ever happened in shipping over the past 100 years. Digitalization, cybersecurity issues, but last and not least, and to my point of view, the greatest challenge that shipping will face, I've heard Mr. Grimaldi has stated already this, that the, uh, the shortage of uh, qualified professional will be the greatest challenge that shipping will face in the, in the near future. So uh, in order to stay calm, uh, we politicians, of course, need to stay calm. But at the same time, we need to cooperate both at the level of IMO and, of course, at the multilateral and unilateral level in order to find the, I would say, the, the global uniform rules because uh, after all shipping is an international activity, therefore it requires global rules and regulations. So working together in line with IMO, with all the, um, with all the authorities, both internationally and nationally, I think we can achieve the best suitable solution in order mostly to preserve the competitiveness of the sector. Thank you, Yanis, for that. That was very interesting views from both of you gentlemen. Uh, let me go now to, to the next question, which is more close to the heart of uh, the major stakeholders of this industry here in Greece. And I'm talking about the ship owners. With so much uncertainty in shipping, especially around new fuels, tightening regulations, higher banker prices, and the drive digitalization. The industry, especially owners, are being asked to make big changes and take on more risk than ever. How can we incentivize investment in new technologies without the danger that these investments will result in stranded assets? And may I start this time from you, Yanis. Thank you. Thank you for the question. Um, yes, of course, decarbonization 
is one of the major challenges that shipping will face. Uh, Greece, I would say, is an uh, advocate for adaptation and uh, application of global uniform uh, rules. And uh, what I would like firstly to state is that uh, uh, we fully support the effective implementation of the IMO's initial strategy to uh, reduce greenhouse gas emission from ships and we actively participate uh, in the revision of the strategy and the development of long and medium term measures in order uh, to lead to carbon uh, neutral shipping. Many, many times I've stressed uh, my views and I've stated that uh, in order to fulfill the goals of decarbonization, uh, we need to develop and uh, ensure the worldwide availability of zero and low carbon fuels. Uh, what we have, what we must admit is that we're far away from reaching this stage because um, neither the alternative fuels are, uh, are not yet uh, uh, on, on track, neither the technology that is needed for the alternative fuels. At the same time also, uh, we must work uh, in a more coordinated manner, both at the level of the private stakeholders and on the public stakeholders. And also we have to work at all levels, sea, ports, technology, production, and also at the level of the policy. And it's very crucial to pass from the current uh, uncertainty to uh, a, predictable, uh, a more predictable future that can guide our future investment. So uh, the message I would like to pass is that uh, we need to elaborate even more our cooperation between uh, the private and the public stakeholders at all levels. Thank you, Yanis. Mr. General Secretary, can I have your views on that? Thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, moderator. Uh, first of all, uh, I'd like to uh, align with uh, the progress of the decarbonization policy uh, being uh, developed by IMO and member states and the industry. I'd like to express my deep thanks to all uh, member states and uh, industry. Also, member states, uh, you know, developed country has been doing uh, actively, and also developing country has been uh, doing actively to uh, support, to join. When it comes to the efforts of the uh, shipping industry, myself uh, started from uh, one of a sailor from uh, uh, Republic of Korea, and uh, uh, until now, I'm handling maritime shipping issues. When it comes to decarbonization progress to date, I would like to highly commend effort and sweat and work done by the shipping industry. I wouldn't add more than that one. So you deserve shipping community industry deserve my highest commendation. It was not easy 
has been uh, different kind of the uh, the major uh, has been taking place, including IMO 2020 and the digitalization, automation, and the development of the EEDI, EEXI, CII. You know, all policy technical measure has been developed, but it has been giving. To be honest, the high level of burden to industry. But the shipping industry try to observe, try to support policy developed the IMO. While actively participating discussion in this regard, that's why I really appreciate uh, the this effort of the shipping industry on the, uh, the development process of decarbonized policy. But now I have to say, as you know, as you are holding uh, this uh, conference, we adopted the inertia strategy April 2018. That was a very ambitious decision to adopt, thanks to uh, support of you. In that inertia strategy, there is a one part stipulating this inertia strategy revised 2023 toward taking into consideration toward 2050 in terms of decarbonization. So this is July, MEPC 80 meeting at IMO. This is a final stage when we have to adopt our inertia strategy, revised strategy, with upgraded level of ambition, vision, and a certain, certain uh, midterm measure as well. So extremely important. So we don't have much time, already February, already only a few, few months before July meeting. Only official meeting will take place uh, end of March. This is an international working group meeting on the decarbonization. So already there will be some discussion policy issues. Based on that one final decision, discussion will be uh, made in uh, July. That's why extremely important time. That's why I really seek your continuous support and sweating for this uh, process. Uh, with that in mind, I have to uh, add one again. I was thinking myself, what is the meaning of the, uh, the climate change? It has been a long time to discuss the progress, including the 2015 adoption of the Paris Agreement. I would say decarbonization policy is the way past which we have never taken. We have never experienced, not only in our time, in our the lifetime of our previous generation. This is totally new path, new way, new journey we are taking. So I, I thought to myself, what is the nature of decarbonization? I compared how we raise our children. When we raise up our children, we invest for the education, we make our dream for our children, for the future. We do not have a specific, accurate, decisive information for our children, for their future. But we have a vision. 
We make a vision dream for our children, anticipating our children become a very nice, contributing to the world, to the community, to the country, asset, asset to the whole community or society and to the country. Similarly, decarbonization is a journey we have never done, we have never taken. That's why we need the ambition, we need the vision, ambition, and a certain policy major. So in this uh, uh, regard, I really appreciate that you are, you are actively participating in this process. I believe shipping community among whole sector of industry, one of the most respectable industry who are working actively toward the decarbonization, no doubt. So I'm very, very proud of the shipping industry and have been working very closely with the member state as well. To that uh, the element of the uh, uncertainty, I would say what IMO should do, most important element, IMO should develop regulation policy as soon as possible in order to give a certainty, not only member state, certainly to the industry. Why? To help industry make a plan, future investment plan, how to run, how to operate their shipping fleet. So uh, IMO should develop, should develop a clear picture, vision, level of ambition, and the direction of uh, uh, the major. In that sense, IMO has been doing uh, very well. Uh, following the inertia strategy adopted in 2018, IMO agreed, adopted the short-term major, the autumn 2021, which entered into post November last year. It, it, it is a very dramatic and a milestone short-term major. We have to develop medium major, including market-based major, etc. However, short-term major crucial, but it may have some shortcoming. It may have a shortcoming, as we discussed this morning, CII issues. But that shortcoming will be is being addressed at IMO to adjust to help industry to implement as the end user more properly. So, with that in mind, uh, the uh, I hope, I believe member state and industry continue work together. But I would like to highlight again, uh, before the uh, July, you know, when we adopt our revised strategy, but we don't have much time. So IMO side, myself, secretariat, and the member state will work harder to make uh, progress as expected. So thank you for your hard work and effort and your discussion this conference will be very closely heard by the IMO member state and the secretary as well. I will do my best. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mr. Lin. I personally have been very much touched from uh, the metaphor you gave about the decarbonization journey being similar to the journey of raising a family. And I think this is something that uh, uh, the people today may take with them and uh, reflect on that. 
So thank you very much on that. Now going to something that uh, Mrs. Uh, Travlou also mentioned just before in her speech. And I think this is something which is in uh, the core of uh, what we do every day in uh, maritime. The whole industry rests on the ability to transport cargo and people safely. How do we ensure that safety isn't overlooked in this time of massive and rapid transformation? And can I start uh, with you, Mr. Lim, again? Thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, Ionis. Uh, this is uh, relevant to the uh, safety of uh, shipping. I'd like to mention, we talk uh, a lot about environment issues, Palazzotta equipment, IMO 2020, and then uh, the uh, climate change issues, now talking about the ships and noise issues, many, many environment issues. But however, safety of shipping is a par paramount important, fundamental of a, a ship's operation. That's why uh, we have to continue to pay attention to the safety of shipping. I would say uh, in two ways. One is the safety of operation, navigation. Second one, how to ensure ship is equipped with the proper equipment. So uh, safe operation very much related to the human element. Human element very much related to the seafarers. How we raise seafarers' morale, how we raise seafarers' qualification, competencies by training and education. So uh, IMO adopted the human element as an independent, separate uh, strategic direction already a few years ago, uh, four years ago. So we are developing different kind of a strategy, how to promote the human element to help seafarers. As we know, uh, seafarers suffered a lot during a few years, how to raise their welfare condition and the morale, motivation, etc. So extremely important. <clears throat> But keeping the size, already we are developing typical regulation to ensure safety level of a ship's operation by means of providing better equipment to the ship. But this time I'd like to mention why we are talking about a lot about the climate change. We're talking about a lot about the energy issues. But we talk new alternative energy, ammonium, hydrogen, methanol, ethanol, etc. How these energies affect to the, uh, our seafarers' the daily life? In order to uh, the train our seafarers uh, more properly, we have to uh, provide and certain expertise and more proper like a mechanism scheme to train and the seafarers. In this sense, the, uh, as far as I know, there is certain development while the MEPC at IMO deal with the environment, climate change issues, fuel issues, etc. But at the same time, uh, we are hoping IMO, Maritime Safety Committee and the Environment Protection Committee, both sides set up a joint working group to consider safety aspect of energy, safety aspect of ship's operation. So with that, uh, we will uh, have a better position to handle safety issues. So, uh, and also I'd like to mention that at this moment, uh, IMO is uh, uh, starting to review 
over ISM code as well. ISM code is extremely important, relevant to the human element, and then also overall consideration of the STCW convention, how STCW convention would adapt more properly to change of technology, change of environment. This is what uh, I would like to mention. Uh, in the course of that, uh, we are maintaining good communication with the industry who are very much closely engaged in the human element. We call it uh, H-E-I-G, Human Element Industry. So we will have a continu continuous communicate with the industry so that we can have a better regulation, better policy. At the moment, I'd like to mention, in order to uh, help seafarers uh, and all operations, safe operations, we are also strengthening our technical cooperation program to help a member state, also help a industry. That's why uh, uh, we will uh, do uh, our best to help to, to look up the safety aspects of the shipping operation. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, uh, Mr. Kim. Mr. Kim, thank you. Uh, and your views as well, thank you. Over the past decades, we have uh, witnessed uh, uh, considerable progress on uh, shipping safety. And to what the data of Lloyd List and DFV has uh, shown us is that uh, um, the number of uh, virtual casualties has declined while at the same time the size of the global fleet has grown. So actually what is the, the main issue here is that we have to incorporate all the new uh, uh, issues such as the decarbonization, digitalization, for, for example, the usage of new alternative use of the new digital technology might cause uh, major issues, so safety should not, it cannot be overlooked. So at the same time, we have to incorporate all, all these new uh, changes, uh, all the new challenges in shipping, but at the same time, particularly at the level of IMO, we must uh, develop standards that can ensure the safety and, uh, of shipping and, of course, the seafarers. So uh, more or less, uh, we have to keep an eye on uh, safety, but at the same time, of course, uh, we have to incorporate all these new uh, challenges such as the digitalization, the new alternative issues, the cyber security issues, but we have to be ready and we need to cooperate as already the, the General Secretary has already stated. Thank you, Mr. Plakiotak. It's uh, exciting news from both of you gentlemen. Uh, Nicholas, so we have already exceeded our time, but maybe you can allow me to uh, address one last question to Mr. Lim. And uh, this is uh, only for you, Mr. Lim, this time. So, uh, sadly, you will step down at the end of the year as uh, I am Secretary General. And my question is, what will what is close to your heart? What will you take with you after these eight very successful years? What is your legacy, Mr. Lim? Uh, thank you uh, very much. So, uh, <clears throat> I have uh, some 
nine, nine, ten months to go uh, before I retire from IMO. But always I remember I am working as a delegate. Uh, the, here, our uh, the, uh, former uh, the Secretary Emeritus, Mr. Mitropoulos. Uh, Mr. Mitropoulos has been uh, a legendary the delegate, legendary safety director, legendary secretary. I learned a lot from him, not only safety and how to uh, the participate in a diplomatic uh, meeting. So really, uh, personally, I'd like to express my deep thanks to you <laughs> at this moment. And uh, I started the 2016, a huge turmoil regarding ballast water equipment management issues. That January 2016 is approaching peak time of a controversial situation. But uh, you know, thanks to uh, support, understanding of uh, industry, it turned out to be eventually settled, settled down. But it is, I know, it has uh, become a, a more, more the reliable uh, solution uh, to be implemented. But thank you for the kind understanding from industry for balance with equipment issues. And then the followed by the uh, IMO 2020, it was a huge issues, low sulfur issues. Many worried about that, including my friend, uh, Minister. <laughs> uh, very, very much concerned about the IMO 2020. But thanks to your, thanks to your support and the industry and the member state, it turned out to be very successful in terms of implementation. But the, we experience IMO 2020, it's a chicken educate shipping company, bunkering service, oil industry, shipyard, including uh, scrap issues as well. Chicken egg camp. But we have a high level collaboration. So, thankfully, relatively, it has been very successful. And then I have to mention about the progress of decarbonization. As I mentioned, we adopted the Energy Strategy 2018. That was a dramatic decision and followed by adoption of a short-term measure, autumn 2021, which he entered into post recently. There is a very important progress, but there is a lot more to go in the future. And then uh, the, I would say, a certain uh, big progress in uh, the Gulf of Guinea in terms of security privacy issues, uh, thanks to the all support of industry, member states, particularly littoral countries, Nigeria and the others, and uh, particularly uh, strong support, the EU, NAPO. Now, security in the Gulf of Guinea is much uh, better. And the Gulf of Aden still continues to be under control. So uh, my former the, uh, the Secretary General, Mr. Polis, did a lot to resolve that issues, but the Gulf of Aden is still under control. But we have to continue the monitor uh, situation. On top of that, I have to mention uh, when IMO has a meeting, particularly with respect to the certain contentious issues, sharp, high confrontation between developed country and the developing country. How narrow down, how build up like a common understanding is very crucial. 
In line with that, we are implementing technical cooperation program to help uh, our member state. So I de we developed, uh, established the special separate department, department for uh, project and uh, partnership. Uh, when it was uh, established two years ago, uh, running fund was $25 million. But the recently, the uh, running size of a running budget uh, exceeded the $100 million. It's going up thanks to the industry and the member states as well. So this is what uh, uh, we need to uh, continuously promote, that one. And then uh, uh, there has been <clears throat> a lot of uh, safety-related issues, uh, digitalization, automation, and uh, also uh, the uh, education of uh, seafarers issues. So those are the, uh, the achievement by IMO in line with the safety management of uh, shipping. But I really uh, appreciate all uh, member states and all the industry as well for the strong support. So I will uh, continue to my effort until I leave uh, the IMO in December to see uh, certain important progress as expected as promised by the member state and industry. Thank you very much. Thank you so much.